Welcome back. I am so excited that you are back. Thank you for coming back for all those who are new. This is Conquer Me Podcast. I am Jennifer Jefferson. Here on this podcast, we talk about the joys of developing a personal relationship with Jesus. I want you to head over to our website, uh, conqueringme.co, C-O, conqueringme.co. And we are working on some amazing, amazing, wonderful things over there from more content, let it be uh, blog posts. We're working on a newsletter and also just really getting our social media up and going. Here's the truth, guys. It's myself and my husband. And we are working hard to do this and still build our other business. And we still have, uh, we have three children. (laughs) We uh, do a lot of things at our church and ministry. And uh, so we're, you know, we're church leaders. So I'm saying all this, you know, hey, y'all for real, for real, for real, keep praying for us because we really are trying to do the things of the Lord. And we're praying for the Lord to connect us with the right people and tools and resources so we can grow all the things and accomplish the things that God has. What we don't want, my husband and I, our desire is to fulfill the mission of Jesus Christ, right? Fulfill the mission that he has put us on. Let it be um, from bringing people into the kingdom, edifying the body of Christ, you know, encouraging one another, building the tools and the resources that's going to help other people within their walk, including our walk. And then also be the parents that God has called us to be, be the husband and wife that God has called us to be, be the auntie, uncle, you know, uh, brother, sister, uh, son, daughter. You know, there's so many titles that we all live by and, and the Holy Spirit is a place in this in my spirit right now. For anyone who feels like they are just not handling life well, life can be overwhelming. Um, Life has a way of humbling you and it can be a lot. But I just want to encourage you and the Lord to keep striving for the things that God has. His love is so wonderful. It is greater than anything that any of us can describe. His grace and his mercy is something that we do not earn. It is something he gives us, right? And so even I, the, the Lord has placed um, on my heart to write articles. And I've written uh, about five articles, just about the basics and the principles of our faith. What is grace and mercy? What is salvation? You know, all of these things that I feel some people don't necessarily know. And then sometimes as those believers, those of us who've been in the faith for a minute, needed to be reminded of. Sometimes in the body of Christ, we say things um, without really explaining it. And so what the Lord is really teaching me through this podcast and through this company that I'm building with Conquering Me is to really go to the depths of God and encourage one another to go further into our faith, further into our our knowledge of him. Always be the student of Jesus. Always remain at his feet while doing the work. And that is a heart posture. That is something that we have to make sure that we are disciplined about. Even if it's just like, Lord, I have to allocate uh, 20 minutes. It It was a few weeks ago where it was my schedule was so crazy. And I realized, I said, Lord, I have not been in my word like I desire. And I said, okay, I'm, I said, here, 20 minutes. Let me at least give you 20 minutes. Now, for someone who's been in the faith and been teaching and preaching in some capacity for some years, you would think 20 minutes, like, come on, girl, you should do more than that. At the end of the day, God does not have us to put a time limit on 
when and how long we are with him. He just wants us to be intentional and be there. And he calls us into places where sometimes it's like, okay, God, I'm so sorry. I got 20 minutes. I have five minutes and, and, but make those times intentional. And then there's times to where, you know, you can be, you can study the word of God and you're in prayer and you look and like, wow, time has flown by. It doesn't even feel like an hour, two hours, three hours. I know sometimes I can get into the word of God and I am gone. I can be there for hours, you know? So I just want to encourage all of us in this life to be intentional with our walk with Christ. Really, really dive deep into the word of God and continue to go forth in whatever God is calling you to do. The key is to never give up. Do not give up. Do not give up. Keep going, keep going, keep going. You keep going. Whatever scriptures they help you to go through, whatever biblical songs help you to keep pressing through and listen to songs that are not about the woes and the troubles of this life. Listen to songs about the victory of Jesus. Come on, some you know, here, some of these Christian songs is good because it talks about the troubles of what we go through, but you cannot listen to all of that. Lord Jesus, you got to look at, listen to the victory as well right? Listen to things that's going to pull you out. That's going to allow you to see the goodness of the Lord. So today I'm so excited. We're continuing our conversation about repentance, having a heart of repentance and what a beautiful posture that is. At the end of the day, it is beautiful to come to God and ask him for forgiveness. And the main scripture that we have been discussing has been 2 Chronicles 7, 7 and 14. And it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them in heaven and heal their land. And so we really started off this series with that specific scripture. And what I want us to do is continue the conversation and more so go into, um, I want us to go more into grieving the Holy Spirit. Grieving the Holy Spirit, which is something I don't think that we discuss a lot. I don't know if we really think about that. Like, how do we grieve the Holy Spirit? Is it possible to grieve the Holy Spirit? Are we aware that the Holy Spirit is capable of having human emotions, right? Even though, yes, the Holy Spirit is not a human, but it's the feeling. Remember, if we are made in the image of the Lord, and the Bible says the beginning of Genesis, it says, let us make man in our image. Who is the R? The R was the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? Right? So God, three in one, this is, he said, I'm making man humans. And, and, and it does say later on within, because uh, I'm quoting King James, but it does even say in King James, it says, and now let us make man and woman in our image. So we are made in the image of the Lord. So all of these beautiful emotions that we have, where did it come from? All of these things that we have, where did it come from? Now, the things that are not pleasing unto God and, and it's our actions that makes us fall into the sinfulness of things, right? Um, I think I said this last time when I was talking about at our church, we had a discussion. It was a teaching really 
from the mothers. And if anyone doesn't know what mothers are in the church, particularly in the black church here, we call them the, they are our elders and they are really the church mothers. These are the mothers who have walked with the Lord for a very long time. Um, they probably have grown uh, grandchildren, you know, and we really respect and love them as the mothers of the church. They are here here to be a guiding voice and the voice of wisdom for the church and even for the pastor. A lot of churches, the church mother, uh, honey, when I say it will, the pastor will take listen to them. And so, and, and so I'm one of the, so the church mothers that are at my church, they taught us about having, um, dealing with unforgiveness in the home. And Dr. Sandra Robertson, she said, who is a church mother as well? She said, Jesus did not come to censor our emotions, but to censor our actions. Wow. So hopefully that frees some of us to realize it's okay to feel. It's okay Right. So when I talk about the Holy Spirit, grieving the Holy Spirit, our emotions and our reactions, well, not our reactions, but our emotions to things, it really does come from the Lord. But I want to specifically talk about grieving the Holy Spirit. How do we grieve this Holy Spirit? Where does this come in? And it really comes when we're living in the place of sin and we have done sinful things that is against the truth and it's against our redemptive power the redemptive power of Jesus Christ. And I want to start off with this. Um, we're going to go to Ephesians 4, 17, 31. And it says this, and I'm reading the New Living Translation. Um, 17 says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, and this is Paul talking. I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Now let's back up. Who are the Gentiles? The Gentiles during this time was anyone who was not Jewish, anyone who was not of the faith of Abraham's faith, of Moses's faith. You know, they were not God's children. But because of Jesus Christ, we now have access to Jesus. I mean, access to the Lord through Christ. So accepting Jesus Christ. So now it's basically how we would phrase the Gentiles today. And maybe specifically with the note in the New Testament is more so talking about those who just weren't believers, those who did not follow Christ, those who were of non-Jewish faith, right? They who practice other religions, they have other um idols, other gods, all these other things. Okay. So I just want to give a little back history of that. So it says no longer live as the Gentiles do for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives them because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live with lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. This is what Paul is warning the children of God, the followers of Christ to no longer do. Do not do these things, right? We're talking about, we're still talking about repentance. So not letting your mind be full of darkness. They wander from the life God gives them because they are closed. They have closed their mind. They have closed their mind and they have hardened their hearts against them. And I, and I want to pause on that real quickly. I don't know if we truly understand that God has given us the choice and the power to open our minds 
and to open our hearts and to allow the Holy Spirit to soften our hearts, to say, you know what, I'm going to be willing to listen. I'm, I'm going to, in order for anyone to receive salvation, they first have to be called. If you go back into my very first episode that I've done for this podcast, it talks about drawing near. And the Lord gave me specific scriptures to talk about, but it's in there. Anyone that is saved or received salvation, they are called by Christ, but it is our responsibility to listen and to answer the call. So this is the choice of opening our minds and the choice of softening our hearts. You know, we can't allow pride and ego and excuses to continue to be our life, even if the excuses are valid, even if the excuses seem justified. Where in those excuses are you removing accountability, which is causing you to close your mind and harden your heart? Let's go to 19. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Verse 20 says, but that isn't what you learned from Christ. I'm going to repeat that again. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Verse 21 says, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former ways of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception, deception, deception. He is a deceiver. The enemy is a deceiver. I am concerned that a lot of us are being manipulated mentally by our justified pain that we're not throwing away things that are keeping us from God. We are still talking about repentance. The inability to say, I'm sorry. The inability to hold it, hold ourselves accountable. The inability to even just accept when we're out of pocket. It's like, I'm sorry, but. Have you ever had those? I'm sorry, but. I remember telling somebody, I'm like, I apologize. It's a full sentence. Now, if you want to have a, a, a conversation about why you did what you did, but you need to accept why you did what you did and not put the blame on that person or why you did what you did. Because he's deceiving us and is keeping us to be prideful and is keeping us to be arrogant and is keeping us in a place of arrogance and, and really detaching ourselves from the fullness of God. Verse 23 said, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes Put on your new nature and that created, let's see, I'm sorry, put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Verse 25 says, stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth for we are all part of the same body. 26, and do not sin by letting anger control you. Do not let the sun go, let, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and For anger gives a foothold to the devil. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Some of us need to have some real hard conversations with ourselves and the people we love. We have to. I believe it was my sister. Well, it was my sister. My sister, she's talked about um, how anger, I guess, from a psychological place, anger is a secondary emotion meaning there is a deeper root. There is a deeper issue of what's going on. 
It may manifest itself in the emotional state as anger, and then you act upon that anger. But according to the scripture, it says, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. He is having too too much access to us because of our anger. Verse 28 says, if you are a thief, quick stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear you. Then here's verse 30. And do not bring sorry, sorrow. King James Version says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. But this is the New Living Translation. It says, do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, this is the encouraging part about the Lord, which I love so much. He's saying this. Remember, Paul is teaching the people, remember. Remember, I need you to remember who redeemed you. I need to remember who gave his life for you. I need you to remember. I want to just encourage somebody because we've given the enemy too much access to our life because of anger. And really, anger is not really the real issue. It's a deep-seated issue that we have to do the work for. Remember, I said earlier, no more excuses. Hold yourself accountable. If you chose to Throw the piece of paper. Say to yourself, I throw the piece of paper down because I, 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 whatever it is. Not because you gave me a piece of paper and it cut my skin and I'll have a paper cut. It's, it's, and I hope I'm making sense and I'm hoping somebody truly understands because when we have the ability to begin to look at ourselves through scripture, then this is when we can conquer ourselves through scripture, through Christ, through him. This is when this can happen. Not by pointing the finger. But I love what it says. Verse 30, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own. He has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. What grieves the Holy Spirit? Living a lifestyle against the redemption of Jesus Christ. This is why we have to repent. Repentance saves us so much from ourselves. This is how gracious God is. He literally is like, I I want y'all to really be good. God is like, I want y'all to really be happy, be fulfilled. It does not mean that you will not go through trials and tribulations. It does not mean that you will face anything that you do not like. But he's like, there is a way of, of righteousness and holiness and glory because of what it says in verse 24, put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Put on your new nature. Once again, here's an action. That means there's a choice. I have to put on my new nature. The old man, the old me, the old thoughts, that was nailed to the cross with Jesus Christ. He died 
So that old man. So when I accepted Jesus Christ, when we accepted Jesus Christ, that old person, that old pain and all that type of stuff is dead and gone. Does it mean that you will never be affected by it? No. So here's what's happening. The old man is dead, but some of us were dealing with ghosts. Here's go to another scripture. And when, when David says, yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. It is our past. It is that old man that is already dead through Jesus Christ that is keeping us in a dead mentality. My pastor said this a, a, a few Sundays ago. He was, I can't remember specifically what scripture he was coming from, but he challenged us as people. He said, why are we having conversation with dead people? Their language is dead. Why are we receiving advice from folks who are telling us what to do when they don't, they don't have any actions? They're not moving on the very thing they said the Lord told them to do. But yet we won't hear and listen to the wise counsel. We won't really move on the word of God. Just because you are feeling that thing. Once again, Jesus did not come. I love those words of wisdom. This is why it's so beautiful for us to be around believers. God gives us all a, a level of wisdom and all a level of understanding. And we are supposed to be around each other to help one another, to grow one another, to encourage one another. So when I heard Miss Sandra say, Jesus did not come to censor our emotions, but it's our actions. This whole passage talks about the actions. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit because of my actions. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit because I keep believing in the dead things. The moment Jesus Christ has become our Savior, that means I'm new. I am alive. I am his child. I don't have to be subject to this world's foolishness. I don't have to really sit here and allow sin that is actually dead in my life to be my master. Absolutely not. I can choose to follow Christ. Is it easy? No. Will you be tested? Absolutely. Will you fall? Yes. Will you mess up? Yes. We all will. I have, Lord Jesus. But it's about what we believe, renewing my mind in Jesus Christ, holding every thought captive that is against the truth of God, that is against Jesus Christ. I have to say, Lord, no, I am made new. So when something comes up that tries to pull me into living in weight, living in sin, acting in these things that is against the redemptive power of God, against the truth that I am redeemed, against the truth that I am free, against the truth that I am healed, against the truth that I am who he says I am, I have to hold that thought captive under the name of Jesus. And I have to ask God, God, I know that I am not this person anymore, but I don't know how not to be this person. This is when we start dealing with the truth. We don't, what happens is when we grieve the Holy Spirit, 
is because we haven't asked him for the truth. All of these things are actions. What I just read are actions. This whole passage of scripture, Paul was letting them know, don't don't live like that anymore. Hopelessly confused, full of darkness. They wander far from the Lord. They've closed their mind, hardened their hearts. Some of us, we close our mind on certain issues. Like, I'm done. I'm never going to do that again. Boom. That's it. Now we fall hard in our heart. Now we have decided that I'm going to do things my way. Now we have decided that no one else can get to this place, including God himself. Have we thought about that? It is the actions that puts us in the sinful nature. Yes, the Lord does not want us lusting after our brothers and sisters in our mind. And this is in here. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm clear on this. The thoughts of evil versus e- and emotion are two different things. Okay, the thoughts of things that are not of God and entertaining those thoughts, meaning allowing those thoughts to run into your mind. It is not the same as some emotion that pops up and you're like, oh, no, wait a minute. Hold up. Those are two different things. Because we have to still control or how about this? Invite the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Invite the Holy Spirit to enter our minds and our thoughts. And take control of our thoughts. Because Jesus does say, and I, I can't think of the specifically where the scripture is, it talks about even if you think about lusting after another woman, a man's wife, it's still a sin, right? So it's, it's this process of sanctification. It's this process of reflecting him more and more. It's this process of being who God has called us to be. But we have to make the decision that I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. What does this do to God when I choose everything but him? Have we really thought about that? God, I'm choosing this person. I'm choosing this habit. I'm choosing this pathway. The one who died for us? Jesus took on all of sin and have we thought about how our actions represents the lack of faith in who he is? Jesus wept for a a reason. The Holy Spirit grieves for a reason. God gets angry for a reason. It's tough. And I guess the way I, I look at it, and I'm not saying there's a scripture that I found according, according to this thought, but this is just where my mind went, where I was like, okay, say for instance, you know somebody and you love somebody and you see them keep going back to the bad habits or going back to the bad relationship that is killing them. It is nothing but death. And you keep saying there's a better way. They believed and they actually started doing it, but they just went right back. As a human, that hurts your heart. There's a scripture that says, um, how much more will I love you? Because it says before that, if even you parents, talking about us as earthly parents, do not, who are evil, our hearts are naturally bad. 
want good for your children, how much more will your heavenly father want? So if we want well for our children, if we want well for our love, our loved ones, our our siblings, our friends, whoever they are, parents or whatever, and if we continue to see them go down a path of destruction, that hurts us. It's the same thing, but greater for God. One of the missions that I want to do with this podcast is make us go deeper into the word of God, but we got to look at things from a personal perspective. No longer can we look at God as this huge entity who is so far away. Like he isn't right there by us. Like he doesn't desire more for us. Like he doesn't want us to pursue him. And as he pursues us, it's an intimate relationship. Worship goes beyond just Sunday morning or even your favorite uh, uh, worship categorized song. Worship is a lifestyle of allowing him to see into you. It's this intimacy. And then you going into the depths of God. It's interesting when the children of Israel, the the, the voice of the Lord, um, I'm trying to remember correctly. So please forgive me for all the Bible scholars who are like, she's saying it wrong. Just please forgive me. So I want to say it's an Exodus when the children of Israel, they were, I, by this time, I believe they were already out and the voice of the Lord came down and this thunder and, and lightning and this dark cloud. And it was so interesting that ch- the children of Israel told Moses, hey, we are right. You, you go back there and see. Moses went into the depths of God. He went to the places that were scary. And what's interesting, the children of Israel knew that it was God because they even said that it was him. But they didn't want to go there for whatever reason. I have not done a deep, deep study on that. But it was just so interesting when I read that. And I'm like, God, how many of us are willing to go beyond to the places that may appear to be dark, the places that may appear to be uh, scary with the thunder and the lightning and the dark clouds that may seem impossible, but really find you in the midst of it? Find you in places that appear. This is why I say appear. Can we find you? So when we go through this process of really growing in God, what is your personal reflection with him? Have you thought, Lord, how are my actions grieving you? How does this hurt you? How am I quenching the Holy Spirit by every time I do something that is against your will? How am I suppressing your glory? How am I not choosing to walk in the spirit of you, the fruits of the spirit, which we know, which in Galatians 5 and 22 and 23 says, it says it is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Everything that we choose that is against God We have to think about what am I foregoing that is of God? To say, no, you can have your cake and eat it too. Do not mistake God's mercy and his grace for his promises. 
That is a part of his promise. Let me just be part of that. It's part of his promise. But I just want us to think deeper about how are we grieving the Holy Spirit when we choose things that are not of him. I read a whole bunch of of different things within the passage of scripture about where Paul gave examples on how not to live. But God is really calling us to desire more of him, to grow in him, to be the ones where we can be tenderhearted for Christ, where we can forgive one another, where we can go ahead and walk in love, walk in kindness, walk in gentleness. Does not mean that people are just going to step all over you and all that type of stuff. And I'm not asking you to look at your walk with Christ compared to anybody else. I'm asking you to really have a real hard conversation of how am I, if the Holy Spirit was a person that you can physically see and they were with you with every second of every hour of every day and they knew your thoughts and the Holy Spirit knew your heart. What are some things where you will constantly say, I'm sorry? I have to do better. What are the words that you have to say? Oh my goodness, I have to stop saying this. Who are the people that you're like, you know what? I can't be around. I shouldn't be around them because this is beneath you. So I just challenge us to really have some moment on on today to really have a reflective moment on some things in your life. And hopefully this places you in a place of worship where you fall down to your knees or you just really humble yourself. You feel the presence of God so heavy where you're like, Lord, I'm sorry. These areas have been grieving you. And here's the thing. I know we have prayed certain prayers like this in some form or fashion. Lord, if there is anything, forgive me. No, 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 no. It's time to mature. It is time to start saying, Lord, reveal to me where I have let you down, where I have allowed sin in because of anger, where I have allowed, reveal it. The only way to become something is to first have knowledge of it. You first have to have some form of knowledge. You can receive everything, but to really be, I have to have some form of knowledge, right? And so that is what I'm encouraging you to do when I say, stop saying prayers of like, Lord, if there's anything, please forgive me. No, 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 no. To say, Lord, reveal it because see, this is when our eyes will be open. This is when we have to start maturing. This is when we start seeing ourselves. This is when we start seeing the love and the grace and the amazingness of God. This is when our relationship starts to change. This is when we can testify and said, I was walking in darkness as a Christian. I, there was, um, um, I can't think of who his name is, but he said a lot of times when we talk about a darkness, even in the Bible, it just means God's spirit isn't there. So can we still have... Can we still be saved? And in certain areas of life, we have not allowed him to be Lord. Yes. Sanctification is a process. It is a lifetime thing. God is always revealing to us things that we need to let go of, things that we need to um, give over to him. 
So this is why I say, ask him to open your eyes. God, where have I grieved you? Show me. Is it my lack of faith in my business? Lack of faith in my healing? Lack of faith in restoring relationships? Lack of faith in the way I see myself that I I don't see myself as valuable? Where have I grieved you? Where have I believed something that is against the truth of you? Where have I lived in something that is against your glory? Where? That's how we're going to move. And I'm saying we, because we in this together. Y'all know by now we are in this together. I hope you have received something. I pray the spirit of the Lord has given you something that you will go back and meditate on and pray about and really ask God to reveal some things to you so that you will hear his voice and understand that you are redeemed. Remember this, Ephesians 4.30 says this, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Let's pray. First, Lord, I want us to pray for anyone that wants to be redeemed. Before you repent and ask the Lord, for areas of your life where you've been out of whack or have not been in tune, we need to first make sure that you have Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Romans 10, 9 says this, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him for the dead, from the dead, you will be saved. That is it. So I want you to repeat after me, Lord, I declare that you are the son of God, that you are the Lord of Lords. I believe in my heart that you raised, that you were raised from the dead and you are alive and well in me. Forgive me of my sins. If that is what you have said, you are now saved. We are rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. I need just to understand this. Please, 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 please find a church home, a, a Bible study group, whatever it is. Get into a group that is Christ-centered, biblical, Bible-centered to help you with your growth and understand that it may take time. And sometimes it things change. You may be at some place for maybe six months and the Lord is like, okay, it's time to go on somewhere else. That is okay. All of this is a journey, okay? All of this is a journey, but I want you to be so determined to be about your father's business. And the second prayer is for those of us who need some things revealed. Maybe we never looked at our our sins, our disobedience, our weights that we are carrying into our day-to-day lives as things that are grieving the Holy Spirit, things that are against the will of the Lord, things that are allowing us to continue to live a life hopelessly and confused. We have allowed darkness in and a foothold of the enemy to come in because of our anger. I want to pray for you. Lord, I thank you for everyone that is listening. Lord, I thank you for who they are. I thank you for what they are doing. God, I ask that you be with them in this moment. I ask that you open their eyes. I ask that you reveal to them, allow them to have a heart that can be molded by you. 
allow them to make the decision to open their mind. If they are listening to me, they have a mind to be open to you, open to your word, open to your truth, open to change, open to maturity, God. I ask you to continue to open them in the spirit of worship and in intimacy specifically with you. Allow them to understand that you are our only true living God who can heal us and who can let us know that we are loved and we have so much grace and mercy with you, even in our mistakes. Open our eyes so we can see. And God, we ask that your wisdom comes in so that we can turn from our wicked ways and that we can live a life that is holy and acceptable unto you. Lord, live a life where we put on the new nature created to be like God truly righteous and holy. Lord, we love you, we honor you, and we adore you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I love you all. I love you all and speak to you next week.